Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Well, I'd rather be asleep right now, but us <laughs> too, too. We will not lie about that. Remy's we kind of met me. in the middle. It was supposed to be seven thirty, but I got to get my kids ready and buy a jacket. Remy's known me for a very long time and knows that I am not a morning person, but I'm here. <laughs> I did text her that she was like, she she goes, can we talk to Kai? I said, yeah. I said, but just so you know, she's not an early riser. It's how she could work for me. <laughs> you know, um, and it's not like Remy and I are some. Like, there are many mornings, Kylie, that we're doing this at five o'clock in the morning and we're both texting each other, like, just 10 more minutes, just 10 more minutes. <laughs> Nobody yeah, wants to get it's, it's one of the reasons I don't really want you to go back to Minnesota because it means 4.30 call times for me. I know. <laughs> and it's happening. Uh, it's I'm happening. glad I caught you before you went to Minnesota because the 4.30 start time wouldn't have been for me. A little rough. For <laughs> a little rough. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. This and morning, I'm Kathy Babbitt. Yeah, well, this morning <laughs> we have a very special guest with us, uh, Kylie Babbitt. Um, just do a little recap of the weekend because for most of you know, I talked to a ton of people this weekend, Remy, who listened to us. And it's super funny to listen to what they think is funny that we say. Because yeah, things I mean, that I think are funny, they don't think are, they think that something that I don't even think is very funny is funny. So I uh, I had a couple conversations and it's funny because from women, it's great. And from men, it's like, oh, it's girl talk for too long. So if you're a man listening to this, just scrub forward to about 10 minutes. And that is when we get into the heart of our subject. So you don't have to listen to us. Stuff. Yeah. Just chit chat. And again, boys, it's not really for you. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it can be, but suck it. <laughs> um, so this weekend, all three of us were in Vegas for Remy's Let It Ride. All three of us were with our families. All three of us got very little sleep. All three of us rode. Um, and one of us found a lot of success. And it not wasn't me. me and I. <laughs> 100% not me. I uh, always say that I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to ride as deep this year in Vegas, right? It's, I can't concentrate and I can't like we ran um, 1990 teams, which is the largest show that is not a national production show. Um, we had contestants from Canada, the US and Mexico from all over. Uh, yeah, it was on the Cowgirl Channel all weekend. Mm -hmm. I got interviewed for the Cowgirl Channel. Um, Patty Bray gave us a shout out for the podcast on the Cowgirl Channel. Uh, I did live color commentary on the cowgirl channel which was fun same thing i also got the thing I, I walk up to the to the cameras when we're setting everything up the first day before we get started and someone's like hey you need to be more presentable if you're going to be on camera and i was like oh you mean what i look like after numbering four head of 100 head of cattle is not what you want me to look like on the tv cool like i'm aware of what i need to look like and uh so that was fun. I did color commentary. Also, I had people tell me, they're like, I didn't know that you were funny. And I was like, do people not think I'm funny? I think I'm funny. <laughs> you know, Super funny. I think like when you do stuff for the public, you get to hear things that you maybe don't like about yourself. <laughs> but then, but going to success, I sucked. Um, Brett didn't suck. Her family did very, very well. I did suck, Remy. I mean, 
I well, I did sit out a lot too, but. Breck, I did the live feed all sat uh, for all the team pending finals on Friday night because I did not make one, didn't even make one team pending finals on Friday. So I got to be the color commentator because, um, yeah, like, and I even made the comment. So I'm saying something and I was like, oh, I don't think that's going to work. And then I looked at the camera. I was like, but I'm not in this finals. So what do I know? I have no <laughs> idea. Okay. So excluding what we're going to talk about today which is the success that you found in Vegas, uh, Kylie. What was your favorite, um, what was your favorite moment in Vegas? Like something that you'll always remember or the funniest time, what was that for you? Uh, well, I mean, that's always, Vegas is always my favorite show to go to each year. Um, besides the lack of sleep, obviously. <laughs> um, I just love, I, I just love being able to, you know, be with people that we don't get to see very often and go out to dinner at very late hours of the night. And um, it's it's more so the camaraderie when we're there and we all get to hang out. We all get to be with each other. So I just I I love that. Well, it's, uh, speaking of camaraderie, you didn't have like some really good story that you could share with us because, because she wasn't with me hanging banners at 130 like she should have been or she would have been. And then she could have seen. Uh, we told that funny story. I've so, done. Yeah. I've done my years of hanging banners. I'm I like, know, but then you could have been there for, I, for the spin the hot shot when Jackson ran into the panel, and all I had to do was outrun both. See, I did get a video of that. I did get a video of that. But at that point in time, I was already nicely tucked in bed. Well, so, <laughs> uh, Remy has four boys. I've got two boys. Everybody else has boys. And they're all like super good kids. It's crazy. Like when you put them all together, they're really good kids. And we talked about this a little bit the other day. And um, Remy had a ton of fun with the kids. She, the kids helped her all weekend. She had a whole crew of kids, actually. Who's yeah. your cattle crew of kids? And uh, look, um, I'm all a shout out to Jackson and Preston Ammerman. I'm all for child labor. And it's funny because we hired them like in January. And we weren't sure if their mom Colette was going to come, but James has been working cattle in the pens like that since he was like 10 or 11. So it makes sense for us to, you know, have more kids, but it's funny because I have all these pictures and it's like three different levels, right? It's James and then it was Jackson and Preston. And then it was Bodie Bronson and then Brayden, which is mine all back there trying to be helpful. Sometimes they were helpful. They never got in the way. Sometimes they were just less helpful. Um, but a lot of funny stories around the kids and tell your story, Remy. Oh, um, <laughs> nothing good. You know, they tell you nothing good happens after midnight. Uh, South Point at 1.30 in the morning is always full of shenanigans, especially when you have like a punch drunk cattle crew hanging banners and moving panels. And um, there's a lot of moving parts to Vegas. But I don't know how it came up because I was eating steak and shake on the ground, sitting on banners on the ground. And they started playing spin the hot shot, which is well, we threw the bottle down. And then wherever the bottle landed, you had to grab the hot shot. And like freedom was uh, or safety was the other side of the ranch sporting pen. So like 90 feet away on the back wall. And the first one, it spins and it spins to Preston and everyone screams. It's up on, on my JR TikTok right now. Preston runs and he's trying, or Preston's running after Jackson, his older brother. Jackson looks back and runs full on into a panel. 
falls down and made a big sound and made a horrible sound i dropped i was also recording it i dropped my phone because i was trying not to pee my pants and uh another girl got the whole video and then preston proceeded to hit him with the hot shot multiple times because it was his brother and um then i got called james got called out and he's like yeah no i'm not gonna do it i got called out and the first so the first time i got the hot shot bronson your youngest one was the first, was the closest one, but he like kind of cried before I hit him, so it was no fun. So I didn't hit him. Like it takes all the fun out of it. And Sally. Um, and then the the next one, uh, I got Preston, and Preston's eyes got all big, and he's like, "I didn't realize you were that fast." And then uh, I ran away the next two times, and one time Preston like pushed me back towards Jackson so that I would get a hot shot, but I still beat Bodie because no offense, Bodie's not that fast. I only had to outrun one person. <laughs> and uh, the last time, Jackson got me on the hip. But, you know, nothing good happens. But it's it's one of those things that you'll never forget that for the rest of your life, just hanging out in the in the sorting pens. Well, Lane. my favorite um, or my Vegas story, I feel like, is super epic. And I am so proud of myself for doing it. Kylie, did, you probably haven't even heard this. So, um, because the kids were helping late at night, and even if the kids weren't helping late at night, I probably still would have been sitting there. We were at the bar at South Point at like 1230 at night. And it was me and Brandon and some of the Californians and some of the Canadians, and we were all talking. And I looked up and, do you know Rodeo Kylie? Yeah. Okay, so I look up and um, Wade Sundell is sitting at the bar. And I was like, Brandon, I feel like that's Wade Sundell. So Brandon walks over there and um, he's like giving us the thumbs up. And it happened to be Aaron Hill and Kendall and I sitting there watching. And Kendall doesn't know rodeo. And <laughs> Kendall goes, who is that again, Aaron? And Aaron says, it's Wade Sundell. And Kendall goes in true blonde California cowgirl fashion. <laughs> I didn't know that Wade had a son named Dell. <laughs> Wade Adams. <laughs> and me and Aaron are hysterical because we're like, we don't know if Wade has a son named Dell. That is not Wade Adams' son. That is definitely Wade's son, Dell. Okay, so we got past that. We go get our picture taken <clears throat> in conversation with Wade. He makes it known that Stetson Wright is with him there at Steak and Shake. Well, that is Bronson's absolute favorite person ever. So I say, I, I called, I called Bronson. He was in the, in the arena playing hot shot war with Remy evidently <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, guess who's here? He's like, who? I said, Stetson Wright. And he's like, oh my God, I'm on my way. And I'm like, well, just wait a minute. Let me see what I can get done here. I'll call you back. So I walk back in there, like I've known Wade all my life. And I say, Wade, can you do me a favor? And he goes, possibly what? I go, can you go get Stetson for me so I can get a picture with my kid in him? <laughs> no, he says, just go get him out of the steak and shake. And I'm like, okay. I had to think about it for a minute and I'm like, I'm going to do it because I may never have this opportunity again. Right. So I walked down to the steak and shake, find Stetson, put my hand on his shoulder and was like, can I get you to do a really big favor for me? 
sure. I'm like, my son's one of your biggest fans. I'd love a picture. So he says yes. And I actually made him walk with me from Steak and Shake to the Coronado Cafe to get to Bronson. And when we got there, all the little kids are running down the hallway. It was Clay. Uh, no, it was, it was T, T and Braden because Braden watches the Cowboy Channel every night. And Stetson Wright is his favorite guy. So we got a picture with all the kids and Stetson Wright at like 1.30 in the morning in the casino floor. It was way that. cool. I know that night, um, I'm not, I don't hang out at the casino when I was tired. I, Remy knows I love my sleep. So I went to bed and I, I remember I woke up and I got a text at like 2.30 in the morning from Colton. And he's like, uh, Wade Sandell's down here. Okay, well, I'm sleeping, so I'm not getting out of my jammies to come down there. <laughs> well, to, um, I, you should go down in your jammies. You know what? I don't think Wade, I, yeah, right. I see Wade at plenty of truck stops. Well, it's so there was the, there's the Northern California run, right? Northern California, Nevada run right now. So a lot of those guys were stopping in from Logandale because mm -hmm. we had Team Roper's causing a problem in the bar. <laughs> I really Getting, yeah, I got called in by security and they're like, hey, you need to take care of these people. And I came down and I was like, these are not my people. Those horses are entirely too big. I did make Kylie because Kylie was like in a t-shirt and I'm like in my cowboy hat and stuff. And I go, Kylie, just walk up and go check the license plate because it's going to look real obvious if I do it. If you do it, you're just going to look like someone walking around. So <laughs> Kylie did some recon for me to figure out where they were from. Yeah. That. Um, you bring Colton's name up about that night. And now that triggers my memory that Colton was there as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. Cause you were stone cold sober, right? That <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was helping make good decisions for Colton. All right. Like, Someone has to. Are you sure you shouldn't <laughs> go to bed right now? And he's like, no, I am awesome. And I'm like, well, I agree. You look amazing, but I think you should go to bed right now. I think that was the night he came in around three o'clock in the morning. It would have been. I was out and he, he woke me up to ask me if our friend Kaylee was feeding horses in the morning. I said, why are you waking me up to ask me this right now? He knows I just got to set his alarm or not. You know why? Because he told me that he was going to feed my horses. He go, I go, I feel like you need to go to bed because you're not going to be able to <coughs> feed your horses. He goes, Yes, I am. I'm going to be up at seven and I will feed your horses too. <laughs> and let me guess, your horses were hungry in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was down there at 630. So I knew that Colton was not. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really drink. I think I had one drink in Vegas. Uh, I never got to bed before three. I was never up later than 630. And that was Sunday because I didn't have horses to saddle. I sound like I'm dying. And Sunday, someone's telling me, they're like, you look like you're drunk. I was like, I feel like I'm drunk. And I didn't have any fun getting here. I'm just worn out. We're so drunk. Well, today, we've got Miss Kylie Babbitt on with us. Um, and Kylie is from Queen Creek, Arizona. Now, she's a transplant. And you were originally from California and then Oregon, Idaho. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon. California for 20 years. Oregon for almost four and on down to Arizona. And Kylie, you don't have to disclose this, but um, I'm wondering, and I think it would be helpful. How old are you? I just turned 25 last week. He's young. I feel so 
<laughs> I feel so old because I knew Kylie when she was really little riding this paint yeah. horse that halfway ran off. It's a paint pony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was straight off the Navajo Indian Reservation. He was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Kylie is many things. She's the girlfriend to Colton Appenzeller. So we've gotten to know Kylie well over the last few years. And Remy has known Kylie and for her majority of her life, I'm guessing. Correct? Yeah, since she was like 12 or 13. Yeah, I think we we'll go way back. Way back. Um, anyhow, uh, Remy texted me yesterday and said that she did not feel good and she was sick. <laughs> she has horse show hangover. Um, and I'm thinking in my head and I've thought about Kylie a lot. I've thought about Kylie a lot over the period of the winter, but I really thought about Kylie a lot after the last show in Vegas that we were at. And it's because Kylie had um, a stellar show and because of her story, I have been in, I was in quite a few conversations over the weekend with different women, um, some who've been in sorting penning for a while, some who are just getting into it. And they all have a different version or story of things that's causing a hang up for them and their mind, like a fear. They have a fear of doing something or like a fear that's holding them back basically from riding and doing the things that they want to do. And it's causing different levels of frustration for them. And I'm in having conversations with these women, I'm like, look, you know, it's not easy for everybody. And there's a lot of women who have, <laughs> had the same thoughts or gone down the same road that you are going down mentally right now. Like I use Kylie as an example multiple times and she's going to share her story with us this weekend. But I'm like, look, Kylie is an extremely good writer. And, but she had a setback at one point in her life and it took her a long time to get where she is today. And then those people are like, Kylie had a setback. You don't see that. Um, you don't see that. Uh, maybe I, I, you know, I quit writing for a long time and still to this day, I battle myself on things. And like a lot of people have things that hold them back that you just don't know about. So I said to Remy, I think that we should interview Kylie because she's a super talented writer who had a lot of success this weekend and people probably don't know her stories and this, her story and the struggle that she had getting back to where she was this weekend. Is that fair? <coughs> is that yes. fair, Remy? Mm -hmm. And I mean, the thing is, Kylie's going to talk about her her big traumatic event, but Kylie's dealt with fear off and on for a long time. And it so, is so crazy. It is so crazy because I think that people, I think that people believe that they are the only ones affected by it. They look around and they there's no way somebody else could be living or dealing with the same crippling fear that I have of, and most of the time it's like super irrational things that maybe will never happen, but you can't get past it. And it holds you back from doing something that you really want to do and you really want to do well. So with that, um, I'm going to let you go Kylie and just, Tell a little bit about your background and um, we'll talk about the accident and then what happened this weekend. Well, I mean, 
where do I start? Um, I started sorting and penning when I was probably 12 years old, actually, um, with James and Remy and, uh, rode with them for a couple years. They gave me the opportunity to work with them and go down the road with them. And I taught me most everything I know about sorting and penning and processing cattle and Remy forcing me to go up and down hills that I did not want to go up and down. Trail riding. Trail riding. Yep. Uh, I made her drive a truck. I made her drive a truck and trailer. No one else would. Remy taught me taught me how to drive a truck and trailer. Um, I was the designated calf catcher, as Remy mentioned on the post. Um, except for the crossbreds, they were too slippery. I could never catch them. <laughs> but um, no, I grew up a little bit, and I needed. I needed to kind of figure out life on my own and took a couple years to myself. And, um, I, my good, I lost my good horse and that kind of, that was my first big, my first big setback where after I lost him, I really couldn't, I kind of lost myself, I guess, in the competing and stuff. I, I couldn't find a horse I really, you know, worked with and I struggled a lot there. Um, push through it. Uh, Colton's, my boyfriend has been a very big support for me. Uh, and finally started getting back into riding again, competing again. Yep. Um, before you go any further, you ride both. Well, you pen and you sort. Yes. And you primarily ride USTPA. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in 2021, Colton and I were in a car accident, um, and I remember I, the day that it happened, Kylie. Yeah, February 16, 2021. Uh, we were in a car accident, and uh, I was actually on my way to the airport to go home, and uh, I ended up breaking my back. It was uh, in the morning, right? Yeah, it was about 7:30 in the morning. And, um, I remember the thought crossed my head across my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to get checked out. I'm going to catch a flight later this day and go home. Little did I know that I would be having surgery that night and it would be a whole drawn out process. Um, I spent five days in the ICU. Uh, I compressed my spinal cord. Um, I spent over two weeks in an inpatient rehab. Um, I remember they told one of my, I became very close with one of my ICU nurses and they told her, uh, that I would never ride again. And as someone who is writing has been my life. I don't, I'm not good at other hobbies. I'm not good at sports. I tried to play tennis for a week and it's just not <laughs> horses was the only thing I stuck with. So hearing that you're never going to ride again is pretty devastating. Um, I am not a good listener, so I knew right away, I said, that's not going to work for me. Um, but I did have to take, a, I did have to take a year off of riding. And um, when I started riding again, I thought it would be easy. And it's, it's been, it's been a struggle. So I've been back uh, riding for a year now. And um, it's been, it's been far from Is it easy. a struggle because your body hurts, Kylie, or 
mentally or what what is the struggle look like why or both yeah all of the above all of the above um i have a lot of obviously a lot of pain from my injury that i have to live with and a lot of permanent damage um from my injury like lots of numbness and stuff so getting back in the saddle and not being able to feel the insides of your legs or the bottoms of your feet it's kind of weird because you're learning like okay where am i at in the saddle like am i actually sitting down it it was it was a hard adjustment um and the mental side of it i think has been the biggest the biggest hurdle for me um because whereas before i never had that fear of falling off and now it's like okay well what if I fall off what happens if I break my back again so that's always in the back of my head and I mean it's it's been super hard to kind of get back into the routine and and luckily I've had a very good support system that has pushed me and has kind of forced me to do it and I learned hey you know I can still do it like that old writer's still in me I just have to I just have to figure it out so oh, like if you fall off again, Kylie. What's if, that? If you would fall off again, is like the chance of re-injuring your back is like much greater. Or like, so there's there's obviously a risk, but I I made sure to when I talked to my surgeon after everything, and I said I want to start riding again. He told me he goes, you need to wait a year. He goes at that point. He said, your, your risk is about the same as before because I gave myself the time to, to heal, heal and everything to fuse. But as I was leaving the office, he looked at me, he goes, well, just don't fall off. Well, generally that's never the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so when he told me that it like stuck in my head. And now every time I ride, I'm like, well, what if I fall off? And I think it's more of a me, it's, it's more in my head than anything else, but you know, it's still there. And I, I mean, I don't know the last time I even fell off, but now I suddenly have this new fear that I'm going to fall off every time I ride. <laughs> and Vegas last year was Kylie's first show back. So we got to see the mustachioed Randy cry for Kylie's first time back. Um, so that was exciting, right? For Kylie to come back last year. And then, um, I was actually joking with Wesley Appenzeller this weekend. I said, I don't know what you guys did to Kylie, but when she left me, she was awesome. Right. I was just joking with them. And um, I called Kylie this year at us final. She is good friends with another. She's very close with another very good friend of mine, Becky. And Becky's like, Hey, Kylie's having a rough time at finals. And so I called Kylie before she went in on the sorting run. And I was like, you know, you got this, right? Like you are good. You know how to do all of these things. You're really good. You can make it happen. And then she had this phenomenal run with Patty Bray. And she called me and she goes, if I could still pee my pants, I would have peed my pants on that. <laughs> so, yep. you know, it's, I, I think there's a lot of people that root for us too, that we don't think about or because we've moved on from someone in our life that they, that you think they don't have the best of intentions for you. And they still do. Like I still want, Kylie to win. And then she was back three times in the elite sorting finals, which we'll get to. I was so proud and happy for her. So the nine elite was a big class at Remy's and um, like 
my family had 23 rides in it. Now I didn't go, I wasn't in it, but between the boys and Brandon, there was 23 rides in it. We couldn't get shit done. And it was fine. It was just a brutal class to watch. It was hard and oh, frustrating. I'm in one back out of 10. What? I should have just, I'm in one back out of 10 to the second go and I blew out right away. I would have preferred to have not written it. So we had, me and Remy's, we had the same experience, um, but not Kylie. Kylie battled it out through three rounds and how it works at Remy's show is that well, there was over 200 and some teams in it, correct? 222 teams. Yep. So they took 67 back to the second go, which is a lot. That's a large number, but it was a large class. So the second go is always a large number. Then out of those 67 teams, it goes to 10. So you really have to be on your game when you're riding from 222 to 67 to 10. And... Freaking Kylie was on fire and lit it up. She was definitely on her game. And she made three back to that top 10, which if you're going to make three back to something, a class of over 200 is a really good one to make two back With to. With 5,000 added on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kylie killed it. She did. Well, and the other thing that we do at our shows that's different is um, we draft for position. So the highest, the team that is, that is leading coming into the finals gets to pick where they go. And then second place picks where they go aside from first and so on and so forth. So there's gamesmanship that happens on it. And uh, remember I was talking to Louie and he goes, and we drafted for the open earlier in the day. And uh, he goes, well, what would you pick? And James, unfortunately for us, picked first out on a black herd that was no good. And I told him, I said, I wouldn't pick first. This is before the open finals. So, I was right because it sucked going first. Mm -hmm. Said I wouldn't pick first. I said I'd pick early on one and late on the other. I said I, said, I think these black cattle are going to get better because with ranch sort sorting, usually you want to be out earlier. The cattle stay better if you're out earlier. He goes, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pick one early and pick one late. I think you guys went, what, ninth, Kylie? We're ninth, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that ends up winning it. Mm -hmm. you, got, you got first and you got second. second. First, second, and eighth. She's gonna take all that money. She, all she was like it. a Canadian. She was like one of the Canadians. She just opened up that bag for people to put that money into. The Canadians excelled this weekend, by the way. And a big shout out to all of the Canadians um, because I had several of them say that they listened to Coffee with the Cowgirls, um, had a ton of fun with them. They're awesome. They did exceptionally well, as well as Kylie did this last weekend. So fun to see them. Well, what was it like going in the finals? I, I, I know that you were just trying to breathe and we all said night with the champions. So not only did Kylie have the pressure of having three back in the number nine, she had the pressure of riding for a lot of money because we all had the Calcutta money. A lot of people. Yeah. So I would have said, fuck it, Kylie. You've already got three checks. <laughs> Who cares from there? No pressure. <laughs> Oh, Preston took her out. She had so yeah, pressure. yeah. I almost, I almost lost an ankle in that uh, night of the champions. But I mean, Preston stopped the cow. So, <laughs> but no, I. It was kind of uh, earlier that morning. I, I had only my my strategy with picking teams is I don't fill up in anything anymore, and I ride one class a day because, frankly, I felt like I wasn't. 
I never won my money back. So I'm just not going to overcommit on everything. And I remember I got the draw for the nines and, and Colton was putting me in on teams that I didn't know about. And I had nine rides in it. And I said, how did I end up with nine rides? <laughs> Colton goes, well, he goes, you better just go win something. Okay. Well, that's usually the plan, but I, the way penning went, I wasn't super confident. Um, but I ended up having a few rides that made it back and I, thankfully held it together for more than one go, which is rare for me at this point. Um, and I went into it sitting third and fourth. And then I think Colt and I were sitting 10th going into it. Um, <clears throat> I let my partners pick our draft because they said, I don't want that responsibility. That's, that's too much responsibility for me. So um, Callie and I ended up going in, Callie Brookshire and I ended up going in second. <coughs> we went and made a really nice run. Um, we were leading it for a while and the cows started getting kind of, they started getting kind of soggy. They weren't bad, but they were getting slow and they weren't running. And <clears throat> I remember I asked Louie going into the pen. I said, Louie, what are we going to do? And he kind of looked at me kind of confused. He goes, um, we're going to sort. I was like, all right, so we're just going to send it. And he goes, yeah. So, because I was thinking maybe we switch sides or something. And that's why I'm the novice writer and he's the open writer. So he's in charge. <laughs> but uh, we went in and we made a run. And I swear I didn't breathe the whole time. I had no idea what was going on. Um, but we, uh, we, we, we pulled it off. And I looked up and both my parents are literally bawling. And I was like, what is cool? It's <laughs> like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and and I, so I will tell you from the outside, it was old Kylie, right? It was hustle and kick and go, get whipped right back around. There was no hesitation anymore. You didn't look stiff. So I understand the crying because it was. It was Kylie from six years ago. It wasn't Kylie after she lost spot. It wasn't Kylie after the wreck. It was old Kylie. And to see not just a glimpse of it, but a full 40-something seconds of it, because you didn't take all your time, makes you feel a certain way. And I can't, I mean, if it makes me feel that way, I can't imagine what it makes your parents feel like. Like, I didn't, I don't know Kylie, or I have not known Kylie as long as Remy has known Kylie, but I, and I don't know if I, I did not watch finals of the nine. I think that I was putting horses away. She was um, drinking. Don't let her lie to you. She was drinking. It was late. I considered putting my horse <laughs> away too. Oh, I mean, Jesus. She was going to find ways to delegate. Yeah. Um, anyhow, now I just lost my train of thought, Remy. Damn it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know where I was going with this. I remember looking at the app and I seen all of Kylie's play scenes and it made me emotional because I know, um, I know how hard it was for Kylie to come back to where she is today. And my question to you is because I get this a lot. People ask me and I'm like, you know, I can't answer that for you. I feel like it's something that you need to come to terms with on your own and you need to find the way by yourself. But how did you get through the mental side of things, Kylie? How did you push through that? What are some things that you did to, I know that you're probably still not all the way through that mental side of it, but 
how are you getting through that and what are you doing to get through it, if that makes sense? Well, I mean, my answer is not going to be very complex, but I've just kind of been winging it. Um, like I said, I have a very good support system that has pushed me and forced me to do things I don't want to do. Um, Breck, I was talking to you on the phone last night and I told you the week before the show, we had a practice and I did not want to practice. I was on both of my horses and I, we were penning and I told Colton, I said, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to ride. I don't want to practice right now. And he's like, no, you don't have an option. You get in the arena and you go make a run. And I did, and it was a hot mess. And I, it was both my horses were fresh and I was like, oh my gosh, going into Vegas. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to hope it works out. My saying this past weekend was I'm just going to close my eyes and hope it works. <laughs> but, um, that's, I mean, it's hard for me practicing at home and stuff because at home I have the, I have too much time to think about things and overanalyze things. And so I do have a really hard time riding at home and practicing at home. Um, when I go to shows, I'm not really given an option. Like it's either I have to do it or I don't do it at all. And so I don't have that time to think. So I go and ride and I forget about everything and all the worries I have. And I go ride like I'm supposed to. I know there's a, there was a guy at the show that, um, he's started riding with us quite a bit and, uh, he comes out and practices with us a couple times a week and he sees me ride at the house. And I mean, I, fact of the matter is I suck when I ride at the house. It's, it's just, it's really bad. And, um, he was standing at the fence and he, he told Colton, he's like, I've never seen Kylie ride like this. He goes, she doesn't ride like this at the house. And I said, I told you I'm a big fat weenie when I ride at the house. <laughs> so, um, I mean, like I said, I still have that mental block. Like when I, if, if you give me the chance to think about things too much, I'm going to talk myself out of doing it. If you don't give me the option, I will just, I will do it. And that's what I felt like I did this weekend. No, we, we talk about it a lot on the show, right? Like, and I, I guess I talk about it a lot more because everyone tells you like, oh, you need to have it inside yourself. True. 100%. You do need to have it inside yourself. But sometimes we forget how much we're capable of until someone else tells us either through trauma, right? Like, fuck it. Get in there, Kylie. Let's get your shit together. Or sometimes gentler prodding. I'm not big on gentleness either. So, I mean... I've had the same conversations with all my anxiety beacons that I seem to collect, uh, right? Get in, get it done. You'll be all right. But I do, I think, I think that's part of, and it's not a bad thing, but I think it's part of like our new society, right? Like you need to be enough on your own and you are enough on your own. Everyone's enough on their own. However, sometimes we have to be reminded from the outside by someone that cares about us. Like you really can do this. You are so capable. You are so good at what you do. Trust your body, trust your horse, and it will come together. But again, sometimes you have to have a voice, whether it's a gentle one or a firm one, that's telling you just what you're capable of. And that's where I think you fall into this trap of being, and not necessarily Kylie, but people in general, of like being hyper-independent. I don't need anyone. At some point, we all need someone to tell us just how good we are, just how cool we are, just how loved we are in order to step through all the pain that we're dealing with. It's funny that you say that about Colton, that he pushes you because um, 
Brandon pushes me too, and it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to jump a fence sometimes, and I think about wrapping my bridal rein around his neck and just be like, ah, but can't, I don't want you to tell me what to do anymore. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the amount of times that I have literally just turned around and walked out of the pen and left him by himself, like while we're practicing, <laughs> I mean, I, his thing is like, I mean, my thing is I, I don't ride my horses enough at home. So then they get fresh when I practice and when they, when they're fresh, they scare me. So, and it, and it, my horses don't ever do anything bad. They're not like spot who would try to buck me off every time I rode him, <laughs> but, um, Colton always tells me, he's like, just kick your damn horse. And it pisses me off. I'm like, don't, no, it's not that simple. But Realistically, it, 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 it really is that simple. Like, sit, it down, sit down and kick. And in, in fairness, Kylie had this one horse and he was awesome. His name was Spot. And we had a couple horses from this lady and they get, all of them were cold backed. And so James goes to ride him, and he was really good for James. James goes to ride him, he steps up on him. His horse would shake really bad when he got on him. And James goes, I'll fix it. And he whipped him once. Like, didn't even, like, beat on him. Like, whipped him once. Because a lot of times, once you, like, break it loose in those horses, they're fine. No, no. For, like, three months, no one could get on him without someone holding him. And even after that, like, even when Kylie wasn't riding with me, we'd get to a show, it'd be cold. She's like, can you hold spot while I get on? And I was like, yeah. And like, you'd hold him, you'd get on him and you'd walk him. And sometimes you'd take that big deep breath, like a half a stride into it. And other times you're pulling Kylie around for like five minutes until he took a deep breath. But he was, um, he was a lot. And, and he would crack in half. That wasn't, that wasn't fake cracking oh, half. It was... would be real if you still had spots. <laughs> Spot yeah, would be retired know. if I still had him. <laughs> Uh, I said, I said, if Spot was still alive after I broke my back, I'd just have to retire him because I'm not. He tried to buck me off every time I stepped on him. He was real honest about it. He'd only do it in about the first five seconds you get on, but it was still. And it wasn't just a little, like, little hump up. Like, he had between the legs, mouth open, grunting. Like, he... You're more cowgirl than I am. I'd be like, I'm not. And trust up. me, we tried everything. It wasn't soundness. It wasn't pain. And then uh, we have a well. Christine's been on here. We have another we, a common friend and Christine, and she was like, Kylie just needs to get on and kick him. And I was like, No, she doesn't. I was like, Because nope. we tried it, it didn't fix it. Mm -hmm. And then Christine bought a horse from the same people, and that horse did the same thing. And I was like, It was out of the same mare too. And I go, It's got to be that mare and the colt breaker they're using because it was like the exact same. Yeah. Well, Kylie, I am. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you for you. accomplishing something that you didn't think we all thought you could do it, but that you didn't think that you would be able to do this last weekend. I mean, truly, nobody else deserves that more. Your wins there. Thank than you. you. Um, I think that that's something that both Remy and I can agree on is. You earned it. You deserved it. And I hope that that helps put you like in a great frame of mind moving forward. Like you can do this. I hope it showed you that you can do this and you got this and make it a little easier. And, and you did it on the biggest stage outside of finals. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was, I mean, it's still kind of not, it doesn't seem real to me, but <laughs> 
I know Colt asked me, he goes, are you, are you going to ride with me this week? I'm like, probably not. I think I'm just going to retire. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a winner. Go out on a good note. I know. But no I don't way. need to practice. I don't do well with practice. I just do good with just winging it. Side note to Colton, if you watch this, it's always been the same. <laughs> oh, no. He will watch it. He watches it. I was it just going to say it. You think that Colton's not watching this? You're crazy. Well, this is all talk about Paul James, and I'll hear it on in the background of the truck because he watches it on YouTube in the <laughs> truck. Um, well, there's like, I know we're talking about Kylie, but it was funny because I'm, I'm good friends with, I've known Louis Saggioni of LS Performance Horses since the same thing. I was like 12. And I got my ass handed to me all weekend. And I go, I walk up to Louis and he's kind of looking in the pen. I go, hey, I'll race you. Let's do a foot race because I have got to win something by the end of this weekend to feel better about myself. And he like, just like looks at me, doesn't change his head, just looks at me on the side of his eye. I go, shh, I'm concentrating. I have to win something. <laughs> he was like, wasn't even joking about it. He was so serious. So uh, I'm glad he concentrated for his run with Kylie. And uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> it was a very, very good run. And I'm also so proud of you, Kylie. I'm so proud of the lady you've become. I'm so proud of the person you've become. And I'm so proud of you for winning all of it because, well, winning is important. It's not everything. And I am, I am very proud of you for everything you've done. Yeah, the last time, I think the last time I actually won something was your guys' Ukaipa show in 2019. So it's been a while. And I know Colton was in the barn after. He's like, we shouldn't have talking about his run because he came in one spot ahead of me. And he's like, we shouldn't have switched sides. He goes, I should have won that. I was like, well, you did and I did. So Be let's, happy. let's accept that Be and move happy. on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you are, you're very humble person to Kylie and uh, not a person who I just never hear you talk about like the accident or your back as a setback. I like, I only see you say it in a good light and like, does that, I don't know how to say that. Does that make sense? Like even when you, you did your, Facebook post, I feel like it was super genuine and um, really thanking a lot of people and like made light of the facts of how hard it was to get back to that point. And now that you know that you can do it, I think that it'll be much easier for you going forward. Yeah, I think I, the win definitely helped boost my confidence because as you all know, that's that has been one of my biggest hurdles is getting my confidence back. And um, I've just, I've, I just want to get back to how I was writing before because, you know, like I, I'm one of those that I get too much in my head too. So I start thinking about, okay, well, I don't ride like I used to and people don't want to ride with me as often. And I, I've stopped asking people for rides because I don't want, I don't want to be that person that, asks for a ride and someone's like oh i'm full sorry because they don't want to ride with me so i just kind of i just i just kind of take what i can get and i try to make that work and i try to put the time into myself to get better and get back to what i get back to what i used to be absolutely um 
What else are, what are we forgetting here, Remy? I don't know. Kylie's awesome. She also orders really weird food choices. So. Oh, this, I can share this information. Um, after finals the other night, because this goes along with the um, chili cheese fries and bagel. Uh, after finals the other night, my victory meal was a uh, chicken fried rice and a bagel. Yeah, so we pulled into Reno one year really late going to the charity. And we go to the coffee shop there at the Silver Legacy. And we're like, oh, what do you want to eat, Kylie? She's like, I want chili cheese fries. I was like, awesome. And she's like, and a bagel with cream cheese. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, Kylie, did it happen to be your dad's birthday this weekend? Yes, it was. It was my dad's birthday on Saturday. So I have a very funny story that I just remembered now. Oh, God. <laughs> the mustachioed man. Me and Delilah, Delilah Newman. Big shout out to Delilah. She's a bad influence. It's definitely her. It's not me. We were walking and we happened to walk by a service cart. They were, yeah. they were, he was, they were taking the service cart out of a, um, it, it must have had a catering. It was like a catering. It was a catering. And it looked like the food was untouched. In fact, there was whole cakes on there that still had the plastic on them. And as we're walking by, Delilah said, that looks delicious. And the guy said, do you guys want something off of there? And I actually contemplated taking something from the meat. I was hungry from the meat. We decided on getting the cake for Randy Babbitt. We took the cake off of the food cart. And Delilah gave it to Randy Babbitt for his birthday. <laughs> and we had, that, we had it at dinner with my fried rice and bagel. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up on my table after they left. So <laughs> Happy birthday, Randy, and you're welcome from Delilah and I for <laughs> doing that. We're like, Delilah, where did you get the cake? And she's like, I stole it. We're all like, are you, are you serious, Randy? She goes, yeah, breakfast with me. We stole it. I'm like, cool. I'm going to eat it anyway. Well, we asked. We didn't exactly steal it. We asked, and they said, yeah, just leave the, the plate in your room. And we're like, okay. It, 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 the plate got left in the cafe. The one <coughs> off of the cake that was actually eaten off is the one that looked the best. But we decided since we didn't know the people, we shouldn't probably take the cake that was eaten off of. So that's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it probably wouldn't have been cool to show up to a birthday with half eaten cake. Yeah. I mean, we like to keep it classy, Kylie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to steal cake, steal with, with, that, with that stolen lemon cake, we're keeping it real classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, lots of fun in Vegas. So happy for your success, Kylie. My son won his first saddle too, by the way. That's right. And I look so short in that picture. Yeah. Yeah. You do. I remember after finals, Bodie came up to me and he puts his arm over my horse and he's like, I'll take this one off your hands. Like, okay, Bodie. He goes, I'll give you 2500 bucks for him. I said, you know, if you catch me on the right day, well, I might take it. <laughs> it's supposed to be $5 cash money right now. With a little bit of pocket lint with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, super fun show. Super good time. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Anything else you'd like to say, Kylie, as we wrap up? Well, I, I don't. Thank you guys for inviting me on here and uh, pushing me out of my comfort zone because I don't like talking to, as you know, I just, I don't like talking. 
I said I love lamp on a cowgirl channel video. So um, you love lamp. Oh man, the boy that you don't Turner? understand that reference makes me sad for you. What? I'm See, that's what I was afraid of. I'd say it, no one would understand. From I said loud, hey, I said loud noises. Your dad told me I should have been like Kylie. Are you just looking around and saying things that you love? I was like, Randy, I wasn't that quick in the middle of it. I did say loud noises. Before that, I said, if I, if I win, I don't know. Like, I was running through movie quotes on which one I was going to say. I wasn't sure if I was going to do the, you know. I don't know what to do with my hands. I was going to say, like, the car drove. It drove real nice. Like, I was running through things on my head. Oh because my I was like, gosh. I don't know what, what I'm going to say. And uh, I panicked. And so, I Love Lamp came out. But, uh. I yeah, you assume you, that's an inside joke. It's from Anchorman. It's, it's not that inside. It it's from Anchorman. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so <coughs> last night, Remy called me while we were eating dinner, and when I say when we were eating dinner, we were definitely sitting on our couches and recliners watching TV. And I go, Remy, I'm going to have to call you back. We're in the middle of a really hot episode of um, Below Deck, and we're eating dinner. She was like, oh, you watch Below Deck? And I said, yeah, Remy. I'm like, it's the only thing we watch. And she's like, it's the only thing James and I watch together, too. So how funny is that, that we're both, like, addicted no, to no, a no, weird it's not, reality it's not so much show. us, right? It's not so much us. How funny is it that Brandon and James are, like, Brandon Below Deck it. date Brandon night? This <laughs> <it. laughs> James just likes to watch other people work. So. Brandon thinks it's like hilarious and he's totally vested in it. And it's kind of weird and odd, but that made me think about that. Like, that's weird that we both watch that show. So, <laughs> And it's weird that you don't recognize an Anchorman quote. I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> Well, maybe if you have some free time today, go watch Anchorman. I had to pack, Kylie. You, you can do that later. You know what you should have done? You I, and Kylie should have driven home. Anymore. Okay, so you and Kylie should have driven home together through the mountains to Minnesota. That would have ended well, huh, Kylie? I, I think that I am the first like, and last person. I am the you first won't. and last person to make Kylie drive a truck and trailer because... uh. If you worked for me, you had to drive a rig, so. I will never work for her. Yeah. Not I made a lot of girls learn to back trailers up. Yeah. She's going to make me drive and do trail rides, two things that I don't want to do. No, not just trail rides. Kylie like, survived. Like sending us down cliffs. Yeah, extreme cowboy races. I don't want to do on, that either. On like my little crippled, crooked-footed old gelding that like couldn't stand on all four. Don't talk bad about Tito. It was good out there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. Lives. People I've now seen. ask me, they're like, hey, you want to go on a trail ride? I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. This dumb bitch in California fucked it up for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, wrapping up, thank you again, Kylie, for sharing your story with our audience. Um, once again, a great week in Vegas. Thank you. And until, until next week. Be.
oh my gosh, I want to say be kind, but that's not right. Mm -mm. <laughs> You're the one that came up with it. Be bold. I know, I know. Drawing be to blank. Um, be, help me out here, Remy. I can't think. Be bold. Be, be brave. Bold. Be, be humble. humble. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a lot. I'm aware. <laughs> Until next week, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you again, Kylie. Have Thanks, a great day. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.